Hey everyone, Dan Howard here at Gunnison St. Joe's with the GSTJ podcast and uh, with the new year just around the corner, I thought now would be a really great time to talk about all of those little things that you should probably have set up and in place uh, to make sure that your healthcare experience goes much more smoothly. We're going to be talking about all the paperwork uh, that you should take a look at, uh, things like proxies and power of attorney and all that kind of stuff, particularly useful uh, if you are uh, caring for someone, maybe it's a spouse or an elderly relative or a child. Um, so these are things that you should be aware of to make sure that your healthcare experience goes smoothly. So stick around because this one's going to be another really useful podcast. Here we go. Hey, welcome back. And uh, joining me on today's podcast is Revenue Cycle Manager, Tony Young. Tony, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Dan? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. November is here. It will soon be Christmas, and then it'll be next Christmas. <laughs> um, I know. Uh, Flying by. Right. So uh, today, I thought it'd be useful to kind of talk about some things that um, people should have set up to make their healthcare process go as smoothly as possible for them um, when they're seeking care. Because I know there's sometimes they've got to get um, forms filled out and all this kind of stuff. So that And these are things that they don't want to have to do when they're coming in because sometimes it's an emergency situation. So from your point of view, what are the top things that folks need to have in place? Well, there are a few things that come to mind. Um, number one would be the proxies for my chart. Um, and my chart is our online medical record, where as a patient, you can see your records, see your upcoming appointments, do your video visits. Um, so you can get a proxy for your my chart. So a caregiver, a spouse, uh, it's a, very common for parents and children. So that that proxy can log into your my chart and ask questions on your behalf, see your upcoming visits. Um, that way that also then you could use someone's um somebody else's phone to do a my care visit if they had a proxy for you in addition to that though i was thinking of power of attorney and living will also that we could that could get set up so let's start off with proxies because i've heard of, i heard about these proxies before and if i'm going to be honest this is probably something that i should get set up too um because i have two kids but i like my wife manages our children's health care and I know that's like that with younger children is a little different, but there's also situations where you have um, maybe sons and daughters caring for their elderly parents and things like that. Can you kind of explain what people need to know about proxies? Yeah, um, you can get a form as the patient. You fill out a form um, that designates who can be your proxy. And then that person can then when they sign into their own my chart, for example, I have proxy for my two young children. When I sign into my chart, I see both of their records. So at any time when I sign in, I can sign to any three of us. So if you have a proxy for say your parent, when you sign into yours, you can see your parents chart also. So um, how do proxies get set up? We just, it's just the simplest filling out a form. Yes, it is as simple as filling out a form. And then once that form gets turned in and there is um, some work that gets done in Epic, 
um, and then you can go ahead and turn on the proxy and then you will be able to see that. And if you fill the form out, you can bring it in, drop it off with the PL front desk. You can drop it off pretty much anywhere in the hospital and it will get where it needs to be. So um, so it's important to understand that proxies are only for my chat access, right? And it has nothing yes. to do with making decisions or directing anyone's care. Those things are covered by... Uh, what's known as a power of attorney for healthcare, which is what you mentioned before. Can you explain what a what a power of attorney for healthcare does? Sure. A power of attorney for healthcare is basically you saying ahead of time, if at the point I become unable to make my own decisions, these are the things that I want to happen. There's two ways to do that. There is the power of attorney, which then once you designate who's going to be your agent, um, it's not automatically activated. Two providers have to activate it and say, you are no longer able to make decisions for yourself. Um, the living will, which is another document, also provides information to caregivers. If you were to come in, say, in a trauma and you were unable to say what you wanted, you have already set up what you want to do in the event of that, like resuscitation, ventilator. Um, do you want to be an organ donor? Those kinds of things. And then the, the staff can can act on that when you are unable to speak for yourself. So the, there is a, there is two pieces to the puzzle here with these power of attorneys. The, the, the first piece is the setting up. And just because it's set up doesn't mean it's necessarily activated. It needs to be activated by two providers that agree that, yes, you as an individual cannot make uh, decisions for yourself at this time. And so it, those decisions get deferred to your the agent that you've nominated correct yes that is correct mm -hmm. and so um so a living will um what kind of things are included in a living will um that would be do you want to be resuscitated do you want comfort measures do you want to be kept alive by mechanical means um, do you want nursing home placement if if you are kept alive by mechanical means? Just anything that you might think would be a part of your health care decision if you were in a situation where you couldn't say what you wanted. And, you know, I think I think one of the things that we probably should touch on is that um, these are these are sometimes difficult things to even think about, particularly if you're young. I mean, you can set these things up. From what I understand, you can set a, a power of attorney up and a living will up from the age of 18. So, you know, really young. Um, it, these are kind of tough things to be thinking about, but it's it's probably easier to discuss it now than yes. at the point when you actually really need it, when it should be in place. And these difficult decisions need to be made, um, you know, because then your, your loved ones aren't left trying to figure out, you know, did I make the right decision? Did I, did I, did I do the right thing? You know, it's all there in, in, in writing your wishes, you know? Um, so talking about power of attorney for healthcare, is there such a thing? Uh, I, I, well, I've heard about a minor power of attorney for healthcare and I only yes. heard about it recently. Can you, can you explain what that is? Okay, that, that's great. Actually, if you have um, a split family or if you have grandparents or a neighbor or somebody who's taking your children to the doctor because you're busy, you're working, uh, maybe it's a daycare provider, you can fill out this minor uh, power of attorney and designate 
another person who can bring your child to the doctor and and get health care. For example, I'm going out of town for a week and my child's going to stay with grandma and and they have an accident and they break a bone or something. Grandma can bring them to the doctor. They don't have to call and ask for permission from you. Um, the, the person you designate as the agent in your absence can make the decisions. It's, it's really great for step parents. Actually, it, I use it for that myself. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, extended family and all of that kind of stuff. And I, I guess what kind of decisions are they able to make? Um, they can bring them in, signed consent for them to get treated. Obviously, staff members, if there was an emergency, hopefully family plus staff would try to get a hold of the parents. Um, but they can bring them in for minor things. Or a lot of times what people like to use it for is actual scheduled visits, because I know I work from eight to five and I can't get off work. So I know grandma's going to bring them to every one of their appointments. Those are the kind of situations that it's really helpful for. Got it. And so in terms of setting up the power of attorney, uh, both the power of attorney for healthcare and then the, the minor POA and the living will, how does someone go about getting these set up? Like to the, to the uneducated individual over here, it sounds like, it sounds like we need to get an attorney involved. No, actually, if you come here, we have staff members here that can help you set up your your power of attorney, and also um, the living or the minor POA. You can ask any registration staff member to print you one, and if you need help with it, you can contact the HIM department, and we'd be happy to help you with that. You don't need to hire an attorney. And so, once they're created, do we we keep do we keep them here? Do we keep them on file? Yes, they are put into your electronic record and any place that you go in Gunderson, within the Gunderson system, it would be available to providers. Awesome. So those really are the three things that people need to think about. I guess the getting the proxy set up so that those that help individuals manage their health care, they have access to it for the for their electronic medical record. And then we're talking about mm -hmm. the power of attorney for healthcare, things like living wills and stuff like that, which people can do from age 18 and up. And then the minor POE, POA for uh, extended family members to kind of take care of uh, younger, like grand, grandsons, granddaughters, that kind of stuff, and extended family members. So it's really, really useful. I hope people find this useful. I hope people find all of these podcasts useful. Um, so that's pretty much all we got time for. Um, but thanks so much all right. for hanging out with us and talking about proxies and power of attorneys and living will. When I first started thinking about this, I thought it was going to be really confusing, but it sounds incredibly simple. Um, so if you've got mm -hmm. any questions about anything that you've heard uh, today, you can call uh, our team at 608-489-8000, and we'll be happy to help you and walk you through the process. And we'll be right back after this break. Thanks, Tony. All right. Thanks, Dan. Tired of waiting by the phone for test results? Get the MyChart app for real-time test results, including labs, imaging studies, COVID testing, and more. Care at your fingertips. Download the app. Hey, welcome back. Um, now, Gunderson St. Joe's just completed a super busy month um, providing uh, vaccines to the community. We ran three drive-through flu shot and COVID vaccine clinics, plus uh, a number of worksite vaccination clinics to our local businesses. I am so proud of this team. This team has so much passion and so much hustle. 
it's amazing to watch really. Um, so a big thank you to the team for making these drive-through clinics happen. I know that the uh, people that used them thought it was super convenient and were very thankful that we were doing it again. And who knows, this might just be what we do every year. Um, Speaking of COVID-19 vaccines, uh, the COVID-19 booster vaccines are available at Gunnison St. Joseph's uh, for immunocompromised patients, those over the age of 65, those who live in a long-term care facility, those over 18 with underlying medical conditions, and those who have an occupational exposure risk. All three vaccines uh, are available here at St. Joe's, Moderna, Pfizer, and J&J. So if you think you're eligible, uh, please feel free to call us or contact your primary care provider through my chat. And uh, that's it for me uh, for another podcast. And until next time, take care. We're taking over.